Hey guys, if you are one of my faithful listeners, thank you so much. And if you're new to the show, welcome. So this week's episode is going to be about astrology. Now, the guests that I have on the show, I have so much respect and admiration for it. And uh, him and I met a few years ago in New Orleans. We used to work across the street from each other in the French Quarter. And uh, and I just, you know, we just had this connection ever since. And I'm so excited that he is coming along on the show just to kind of talk about astrology. But as you listen to, you know, our uh, our conversation, uh, you'll see that it ventures off into different things. And that's what I love about my show is that it's not cookie cutter. It is authentic. It's transparent and it's real. It's not always love and light. It is just exactly what you need to hear at the time, right? So thank you so much for uh, sticking in there with me. Uh, If you could do me a huge favor, though, I need you guys to go and rate the podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, I need you to go and rate it. And if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and write a review. Um, It keeps my show going. Um, It gets more people to listen to, you know, the show. And then also it just helps me out tremendously. And uh, so wherever you're listening to, please state that in your review. I uh, really appreciate it. And I I want to continue doing this podcast. But I need to hear from you guys that are listening to my show. So here we are with Wit. This amazing interview. Thank you. Hello. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Hey, Wits. Thank you for <laughs> blessing me and being on my podcast today. I really thank you so much. You guys, Wit is an astrologer and an artist. I'm super excited to have him on the show. Uh, we met in New Orleans and uh, we literally like worked across the street from each other. And then like I when I first saw him, I just saw this ray of light. And I just it's we just had this connection ever since. So welcome to the show. So <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see this. Like I feel like I remember discussing this with you on the street in New Orleans. And yes, run into something so beautiful. I know it's all about perfect timing is something that I am realizing in my life because I'm such a like it's my time go get her kind of thing but everything happens at the time it's supposed to right true so I invited Wit uh on the show to just kind of talk about like you know astrology like for like people like me that are green um just to kind of like help us through what is going on with the collective uh what is going on specifically in the U.S. with everything that's going on and um but before we even get into that can you tell like everybody a little bit about yourself yeah so my name is Whit Forrester I grew up in Louisville Kentucky um I kind of came to astrology pretty early on. I've been had a professional practice for about 10 years. I've been reading for about 20. Um, I went through graduate school for photography. And while I was there, was reading for my friend group. And that, you know, I'd been professionally reading for about a couple before that. But 
through graduate school, I started reading for my art contacts as well as collectors and like gallerists and museum people. And within like a year or two, I was doing like conflict resolution using astrology for the academic department of photography at some of the schools in Chicago. Um, and yeah, from there, it really, the two of them, my astrology career as well as my art practice kind of fused and started working together and growing together. And so now I kind of treat them as just almost like a bifurcated tree with two trunks, you know? Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. Wow. I did, like I said, I didn't even know that, like, you know, I didn't know you were an artist. I knew about like, you know, because you worked, Wait, before we get into that, tell me a little bit about the bottom of the sea and what that means. The bottom of the sea? Wow. I mean, the bottom of the cup. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that, I mean that on so many levels. <laughs> I said bottom of the sea because that's what I see when I'm... <laughs> I mean, that's interesting, though. Let's go there. Okay. The, the sea is very scorpionic place i mean if we were talking yeah we're talking about water that um moves with no light in it and it's very cold and in some ways it's sort of like another dimension people see that as a grave but also as an underworld and i mean that's kind of interesting even in thinking about some of maybe we could come back to that Uh, wow because that's something to think about even in terms of like what's happening in the united states right with the there's a fault line that exists and we're looking at it as kind of like white supremacists and white supremacy as showing Mm. wow i don't even know where i got that from like it just i can't because the place that he used to work at is called bottom of the teacup right bottom of the cup bottom of the cup but i kept getting bottom of the sea that's so crazy okay we'll get we'll get back to that yeah wow that's interesting i don't even know where that came from hmm. <laughs> 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 i know i wow i just i love i love talking to you because it's always like something like these aha moments that happen you know between us it's just it's a beautiful thing right uh well and i so, think you're you're channeling as well as me and yes when two people get together there's a third space that's created and something else comes through and that was one mm-hmm. of the reasons i was excited about doing this with you is you know <laughs> seeing what comes through <laughs> yes good and bad right. <laughs> that is amazing so um so like for me being so green with astrology I think about like you know my sun sign my moon sign and my rising sign and what I learned is that the rising sign is really like when people do a horoscope they look at their rising sign like why is the rising sign seems to be more important than the sun or is that even true um I wouldn't say more important however Mm -hmm. I would say that the rising sign is going to govern how you meet the world Uh, basically when you were born because the world is rotating right all the time Mm -hmm. that's on the horizon will change every two hours or so and so when you were born there was a sign on the horizon and that is your rising sign 
Oh, okay. And so, okay. As far as astrology goes and horoscopes, I do think the the rising sign is what I tend to look at when I'm reading my own horoscope. And that's a bit more, that's kind of a new, it has reached a new uh, peak of popularity in the, like the larger collective conscious. Mm -hmm. Um, Previous to that, it was pretty much sun sign driven. Horoscopes were largely just where was the sun on the day that you were born and pretty much. Right. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. My, um, I, it's funny because I am a Leo sun, but my rising is Capricorn. Mm. But I um, I honestly don't seem that I relate to Capricorn. Like I, because when I think of Capricorn, I think about work or be. It's all about money. It's like you know, regiments. Like you know, be and I'm structure. You know, and mm. I'm totally not like that. <laughs> I'm not. But my Aquarius moon, I am more connected to that then you know because I am and I know the moon is about emotions but I feel like I show up in the world more of as like an Aquarius and sometimes my Leo flavor flops out but I feel that I don't know well I would say when you're looking at Capricorn one would also look at Saturn so the placement of the ruler of your first house which because you're a Capricorn is Saturn will tell you a lot Mm -hmm. about the characteristics qualities experiences and people that you're going to draw to yourself and so your Saturn is in the seventh house meaning that you are going to learn a lot from Capricorn type people experiences things and places um also Capricorn I actually am a Capricorn oh okay (laughs) I didn't know that but it's interesting because I'm a Capricorn Leo rising so we're kind of flipping oh but that's cool. One of the things that I've learned with this energy is that it can have, as all energies, it can have a wide array of representation. But mm-hmm. like Capricorn energy has to have a mountain to climb. Mm. For you, you mm. that the first like thirty years of your life, you're just kind of like learning and developing um, an actual belief in yourself and your ability to go the distance, you know, your grand opus might be realized and achieved later in life versus like, you know, a double Gemini who's just like met the right people and worked their way up. And they've had seven different successful businesses or flops by the time they're like, right. You know, you know that's uh, so true because I feel like everything in my life has been later. Like I had a son late in late, like later compared to like, you know, being, you know, raised in the South. <laughs> Everybody has like married and kids in their twenties. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But I mean, you know, just everything in my life seems very later. Like I had to learn all the lessons navigate through. And then later part of my life, it's just like, okay, now I see things happening. And uh, man, that's, that's, so interesting um but anyway it's not always about me <laughs> even though i just as that leo that comes out like you know it's me it's the sun it's all and everything's around me uh, well you know one of the i've had to learn this as a leo rising is to <laughs> trust that impulse that we're actually using ourselves as a way to gather the light in the room and focus it and the better you get at that, the more that you can focus that light into a tiny point that can burn a hole through paper. Wow, Wood. You know? Wow. 
wow you're right because yeah. <laughs> i do light up all the rooms that you know <laughs> yes i'm sure you do <laughs> 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 that makes so much sense. So, but anyway, it's not about me. It's about the collective. <laughs> but um, so let's talk about what is going on in the U.S. right now. Like, I feel like Donald Trump, and I don't try to get political, but I mean, it's hard not to when you're uh, when you are spiritual and you feel the collective and you're an impact and you see what's going on. You do look at it in different uh, pair of lenses. Mm -hmm. And what I see is I feel like Donald Trump is the U.S. shadow work. I think that he came out and really ripped the Band-Aid off and really brought to surface what has been brewing and has already been laying there. Yes, And he just brought it to light. He's like our shadow work. I completely agree. I mean, even his art is interesting. He... um... He's got Uranus conjunct the sun. He's got Uranus conjunct his north node. And um, all of that is opposition, his moon. And both of those things are essentially lining up with the first and seventh house of the United States. So as we have these eclipses going through um, Gemini and Sagittarius, it's lighting up the first and the seventh house of the U.S. And yes, I absolutely agree. I think that it's very easy to just feel one way or the other about him as a person, but stepping back, it's, he's, he's a representation of a much larger problem. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the infection is full on at this point and we got to deal with it because. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is really like in our face screaming, like either you're gonna fix this or what? Are we gonna continue to like it's gonna burn down? Like yeah. what are you gonna do? Right. Right. And you know, I I am optimistic about the work that we have ahead of ourselves at the moment, but I also think that the chart of the United States and the chart of Donald Trump and the way that all these things are playing out is indicative too of larger problems in the world you know like you can zoom out on scales of magnitude and see that the past 200 years are nestled inside of a larger history and you can start breaking down these larger chunks of time and in a way astrology is very good at that you know it's cyclical we're looking at things orbiting in the heavens and so we can break down time into these chunks that allow us to look at patterns and allow us to think about things in terms of evolution and pattern mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know i mean wow. to be totally frank with you i think that this i'm not sure that the entity United States is going to survive these transits. You know, I felt that and I feel that only because I just think that it's time for it to really come crumbling down and all empires do. And I just think that, you know, for the last, you know, since I was young, it was just like U.S. is the powerhouse where the best people like come to the U.S. for the American dream, really just to see that it was an illusion. Right. And if you you think about like, you know, when you meet someone that you're like, oh, my God, this guy is perfect or this partner's in everything. And then you look and you really dig in the surface. You're like, wait a minute now. 
They look good on the surface, but they are trash. There's serious shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Serious shit. Yes. And I even think, you know, a friend of mine pointed out that the populist revolts, which the United States has interfered with or pushed towards its own interests in countries around the world, Mm-hmm. happening on home soil in a way that is uncontrollable but um, also kind of looks manufactured mm. and so it's it's weird and then there's another conversation which I'm not even sure about <laughs> yet but you know, like maybe th- maybe this is like you know are we is disclosure happening soon are extraterrestrials behind all of this like how far is the conspiracy yes oh but yes point i am totally (laughs) wide receiving you know right right (laughs) look i'm there with you because um i think that you know when i first started on my spiritual journey you know spirit started uh revealing things to me that of course someone that is asleep doesn't see right and you really uh are like your your way of living is literally just shattered yeah. because the things that you believed in just aren't they're just an illusion and and one of the things that i find like with conspiracy theories or whatever it's like some people get too far into the conspiracy theories and they lose themselves and like not understanding the balance between the two things aren't always what they're seeing but at the same time it's not always the other side either you know I think no, well, you know I also I mean I, I think of how many times there had like for instance the Tuskegee experiment where yes. you know an entire community a black community was essentially willfully infected with syphilis and mm-hmm. not given support in order to study like this is the history you know, this is what is has happened. And I'm sure this was conspiracy at one point. Right. So I can only look back at the unbelievable mountain of former conspiracies later to be found as facts or you know, corrupts. And just think about how many of those are happening right now. And then looking back at 2016, we have a leak, or not a leak, I'm sorry, they actually released all these videos of UFOs. Yes. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we know. Don't know. And I'm just, right. What? You know, like, I feel like that y'all have been making fun of everybody who believed in that shit for so long. And now all of a sudden you're like, we've been funneling multiple millions of dollars into researching the phenomenon. What's up with that? Right. That is so true. It's just uh, as far as like that, you know, I had did a because I was always on a fence about like, you know, um, other beings and, and when you start on your spiritual journey because that's what this podcast is about it's about the newly awakened it's just like you know this journey that we're on mm. and and I had did this meditation and I did this meditation for my higher self and I was just like zoned out and I, I mean you know I've been meditating for years now mm-hmm. and this being showed up and I was like well, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, <it's>, <laughs> did I channel something? <laughs> Probably so. Right. And I think about, you know, um, 
Tesla when he started channeling. And I mean, that's what his research and that's what he's based out of, you know, and I'm talking about Nick. What's his first name? I can't say his name. Nikola Tesla. Nikola. Yes. Uh, Tesla, when I researched him, he was already communicating with other beings. And I think that, you know, a lot of people just didn't want to accept that. But here we are. And here we go. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I really so my own spiritual journey was one that it's like a process of learning to trust yourself and spontaneously hold the possibility that there's something else, which I find in conflict and in um, just in everything that that's a characteristic, which seems to be difficult for a lot of people. And I don't judge it, but I also think that's part of the work of realizing that you can have your experience and opinions and the other person can also be right. And it doesn't mean that you have to fight about it. You can just sort of explore what that means because it's in that area between those two that some really interesting shit is going on. (laughs) Right, right, right. When you can approach it like that, then every crisis is an opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. becomes this awesome moment for evolution. That's just ultimately interesting for me, you know, but my North node is in Gemini. So I'm like all here for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think like, you know, even with astrology, people are like, that's fake news. You know, it's not real science. It's, you know, this and that. And then when I look at people that really look at their charts and astrology and study it, they are the millionaires and billionaires of the world because they have an understanding of the importance of, you know, how special you are when you were born and how everything had to come in alignment. The stars, the moon, the planets had to all be in alignment for you to be born. And that it's, it's a beautiful thing when you look at it like that, but you know, that's a lot of left brain, you know, you know, (laughs) yes. Well, there's a lot that you just said that I wanted to speak on one. First of all, a small story. I'm actually working on an astrology app at the moment, which I can't actually talk about at the moment very much, but we'll be able to within a month. Um, But one of the people who is potentially going to be involved, potentially funding, unsure, is based in Switzerland and is part of a team that used to do one of the most successful hedge funds in the world. Mm. See? who based their <laughs> investment logical transits mm. and when you start to step back and realize that you're absolutely right power in the world is actively using astrology is actively engaging with these things and that's not surprising from a non-western standpoint you know if you go to uh china if you go to india if you go to even um there's a lot of use of astrological data in just day-to-day stuff you know it's like part of the way that is the way in these places but in the states it's kind of new seemingly Mm-hmm. You look back on like Ronald Reagan, he had a literal White House astrologer. Like, let that sink in. My God. Wow. I did not know that. 
Joan, really? Joan Quigley. It's worth a look because she, I mean, when he would debate with people, he'd ask for like, what's their weakness? Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. I, and people say, oh, it's fake news. I, my right. stance is if you say so, if that's what you're choosing, then yes, you're right. It is. That is fake news for you. And right. if you're mm-hmm. open to the possibility that it's not, then you've stepped into a zone where it's tools, not rules. You're able to utilize these things in ways that can potentially improve your experience of your life. And that's, for me, the point is that they are tools, you know? That is so amazing. Tools, not rules. I think that I know, for you know, for me, that definitely has helped me with dating, um, I'm not dating currently, but um, when I was, <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother story. You got to do another thing. I mean, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I think like you know, for uh, for me, I know that you know, I recently have had an inter, what is it called, an enta- uh, entanglement, and an entanglement with a Scorpio. Okay. <laughs> How was that? Uh, <laughs> and you know these two powerhouses boy I tell you it's like a, it was a struggle <laughs> two fixed signs going at it boy I okay. tell you <laughs> yeah that can be that can be long that can take a while yes yeah so I look at that I don't judge people based off of their zodiac sun or anything like that but I have an understanding and the tools that I use like oh I understand this person feel things on a deeper level than I do I understand that you know they are they got their stinger out but it's their defense mechanism like you know what I mean like I like I have an understanding and that's what I think about you know when I am dating someone that is uh a Scorpio. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I can't take things too personally because, you know, that's just who they are. That is the key to surviving water signs. Yes. Not about you. <laughs> it's not about me. <laughs> that is so true. So, and speaking of dating, like, what do you think would be like, as, you know, as far as like astrology, do you think that when you look at the Venus, like, explain to me, like, what Venus in a chart means because that's supposed to be love or something like that right uh quick and dirty yes <laughs> okay uh, or ra- rather instead of yes maybe i'll just say sure um, all right with venus i find like i'm a capricorn you know and mm-hmm. whether i like it or not if someone is rubbing up on my saturn it is love <laughs> mm. And I don't even know why, you know, like (laughs) Saturn is the malefic in my chart. I'm a night chart, you know, like Venus is the one. But I find that there's more complexity to the chart. And that's, again, where, you know, just a quick look at a chart may not give you the deepest read. And I personally am interested in the deepest read because that's what allows you to use the tools to their fullest capacity mm-hmm. and transformational to realize that I experience love in a very Saturnine way, which means um, structure, you mm. know, boundaries, um, people that are able to help me with my long-term goals. That is love. <laughs> wow. Because I will help them too. You know, like that's right. What I'm here for I'm down and yeah so 
to get back to your question though venus yes if you're interested in just like you know casually looking up somebody's chart while you're talking to them or whatever and you look at the placements of venus what's that what that will tell you is where you all are going to experience synergy where you're going to experience experience co-attractiveness where you're able to agree with one another you know like that's that's kind of what I look to more with Venus and that sort of just general feeling that I believe to be the bedrock of love, which is just the kind of overall, you know, you like got something that I just can't get enough of, whatever that is, even if it's <laughs> somehow our Venuses just make this work. <laughs> oh, that's so, that is pretty cool. Like, you know, the Scorpio that I met, is still lingering around uh, spiritually mm. and I've been trying to disconnect, but uh, I just think that uh, I don't know. Like I talked about this on the show before, like I feel like he's my twin and I thought I met my twin. I think we even talked about this when we were in New Orleans together. Um, I thought I met my twin and then I met him and I was like, Whoa, what is this? And uh, it's a different experience. Do you believe in twin flames? Hmm. Sure. <laughs> Just like that, huh, Whit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's see. Do I believe that there are people that you are on this earth with, that you've been with before, who offer you extraordinarily clear opportunities for evolution and growth? Absolutely. Mm. Hands down. Mm-hmm. No question. Yes. Do I subscribe to the philosophy of twin flame i don't know but yeah the idea behind it 100 percent. i can sense? agree to that no i totally understand exactly yeah. what you're saying because um i just feel like right now like twin flames is very commercial it's very popular right and uh and if you find a connection with someone oh my god that's my twin flame but really like to me from my understanding is that person is here to teach you a very very valuable lesson and the evolution as you would say i know that with my first quote unquote twin or soulmate um he taught me about self-worth and uh uh, yeah yeah. right (laughs) I don't want to say much about your chart without your consent, but can I say a little bit about your chart? Yeah, of course. No, go ahead. Have... We're all family here. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have Saturn in the seventh house. And so, yeah, that's that's a self-worth value signature. You know, how do you how can you be vulnerable in the world? How can you not limit yourself? Yeah, Um self-worth is what he taught me and this little Scorpio that doesn't seem energy doesn't seem to go away um, I don't know what the lesson is and I think that it will not go away until I get the lesson mm. if that makes sense right oh, so I feel so so I feel like you know okay April like what lessons did he bring to you so that you don't repeat it and so that you can evolve into the next because I I want my partner so if I'm asking the universe and spirit like hey I want my partner and spirit is continually showing me this fool so I'm just like okay so what I need to learn you know don't run for it don't run for it and don't run away from it yeah I really think one of the lessons that I've had to learn in my life is to have a center of gravity and an axis 
upon which everything else can orbit around because if you don't have that Mm -hmm. you'll be orbiting other people's axes and that can be a really discombobulating experience that makes so much sense you're right i've let you know i i've let go of the control of it yeah you know uh yeah and i think that that's part of it like i I had to let go of the control and he literally told me he's like you're not gonna be able to control this and i just looked at him like oh yes i am but then i'm like (laughs) you know i said that out my mouth but in my head i'm like i can't (laughs) yeah well that's um that could be fun right so tell me about um like what is it that you do on your chart readings because you have a business like tell everybody about your website and tell me what they can do like when they get a reading from you because now like he did a mini reading on me you guys and I was sitting there like whoa like I've had readings before but not like this in depth because this is like me this is a snapshot of who I am and it was very comforting and I understood everything that was you know was happening um so what happens during an, a, a reading with you hmm. um well i i guess first i'll say my website is astroscheduler.com a-s-t-r-o-s-c-h-e-d-u-l-e-r.com i do i have difficulty with social media and with doing things digitally i really prefer just sort of working through my network of people that being said i keep my website very sparse it is essentially just the place for people to come and set up and schedule um i call myself a hellenistic astrologer but probably a better way to say it moving forward is that i am deeply inspired by the principles of Hellenistic astrology, I believe that they give an actual tool set and a system that allows one to distill the information. Um, Whereas previous to this, I've been mainly an intuitive astrologer. So for about seven years now, mainly Hellenistic, I use the traditional seven planets, but I also use the additional ones in a modern context. So for people that don't speak astrology, that basically means I'm really into old style stuff and i bring in some of the new i like to sit down and talk to people without knowing anything for about 15 to 30 minutes and then for Mm. the latter part of the call is when we can kind of fill in the gaps um i just find that as humans it's it's better for the mutual goodwill and trust of the client to let me you know serve them basically I have a sixth house son. I'm into service. You know, like I'm here to help. I'm interested in everything being useful. I want this to work towards you achieving your long-term goals. And that's ultimately what I think I am aiming for with astrology is how do we get to unpacking the core of who we are so that we can get out of our own ways and continue our evolution and growth, both as professionals, as people, as artists, as whatever words you want to use to be the container for your purpose on this plane. I'm down to help you use yourself more effectively moving forward. That is so amazing. I think, you know, as uh, collectively, as people are awakening uh, with everything that's going on, I just feel like, you know, this huge awakening is happening. Um, 
people are looking for different ways to heal, different ways to really get into their life purpose because everyone is getting pushed into their life purpose right now, I feel. Do you feel that? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Telling people in readings that I just woke up maybe around, I think it was around the full moon in Taurus. So Halloween, we had a full moon. And Mm -hmm. around there that I just woke up and just realized that we're in a galactic crew change you know yes one one act is over and a new one's beginning and there's a new group of people that are stepping up onto the stage and um you know we're here to save the world we're here to be the world we're here to vision a new version of reality and that's not actually a monumental achievement that just means that we change who we are which fundamentally changes the relationships that we create and that fundamentally changes the literal world because it's an agreement you know between people it's a relationship that's what the world is right i also uh you know my son is nine years old Mm. and when i tell you that he is so magical already and he tells me things i get like the neck on my hair stand up like he comes in with a knowing so I know, and then his generation is called the alpha generation. And I just feel like that generation there, the world is going to be totally different because he is already clairvoyant, clairaudient. And then he has me to help him with those gifts. Yes. And I feel like, you know, that is what we all are leaning towards. Do you yeah. think like? One hundred, one hundred percent. I mean, I think that it's a shift in consciousness. I think that. We are, I hear these words like download and upgrade and, you know, timeline switch and, you know, choosing your timeline. All this actually deeply resonates for me. I believe it. I think we are in a moment where there is a dramatic shift in energy on the planet and lining, aligning with it is kind of like drinking water instead of alcohol. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like we're dehydrated and that's what we need. Water, <laughs> right? Yeah, we definitely need to be drinking water yeah. <laughs> instead of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the end. you know like, we are getting hydrated. We are really right. something happening right now, and it's possible to be a part of it and to be a part of this way that to me just feels like so, just feels so good. It feels so uplifting and positive. And even though I'm speaking from a place of like, you know, everything that's happening in the country that I'm living right now is depressing and sad. Yes. And me scared, mm-hmm. literally. But at the same time, it's almost feels like a birth process. Yes. Like going through the canal. Yes. Like going through the canal of the birth. That's exactly how I've been feeling. And then uh, even my peers and, you know, a lot of my friends was like, I feel like I'm going through a birth canal. That's exactly what it is. Do you think, uh, so what is an age of Aquarius? Is that what that is? Or like, I truly didn't understand what that, what that truly means. Okay. So we have our solar system is part of a galaxy, right? And the solar system moves in a wave. It's not just like a clean rotation in one line. It's a wave. And the wave has a several thousand um, cycle, several thousand year cycle. I think it's actually a 24,000 year cycle. 
And that basically puts us through the entire Zodiac as a solar system. So right now we've gone down, 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 and we're about to go up and we have Mm -hmm. hopped like just that. We're barely going to feel it. We are at the tip of this transition, but it's essentially a 2000 year transition and we are moving into what is considered the age of Aquarius because the solar system is going to be moving through Aquarius. Mm. I will say for your um, listeners that maybe are in India or practice Vedic astrology, that this will be a little bit different because they have a different relationship to the Zodiac, um, which is part of a longer conversation. But we use in the West what's called a tropical Zodiac and an mm-hmm. ideal zodiac. Uh, and the distinction basically has to do with uh, the start of the seasons versus position oh, wow. of the constellations. So it'll be in Vedic astrology, it's not the age of Aquarius. We have not gone through that. But in Western astrology, that is what we're observing and how we, how we think about this. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, I want you back on the show. (laughs) I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. And I know that the nuggets that you've dropped and just our candid conversation um, has helped a lot of people really understand astrology. And I mean, like, how important it is, I mean, for me to use it as a tool. Yes. And I think that that's very important to be able to, you know, use it as a tool and not rules. And I absolutely love the way you said that. You know, that (laughs) came to me when I was talking to a client who was basically, I think they had four or five planets in Virgo. And it was just like when Mercury went retrograde, I cannot even tell you how much would go wrong around (laughs) the person. And, you know, they got to the point that they were just like, I can't even go outside. Mm. That seemed to me just the opposite, actually. I was like, I think your medicine is actually to lean into this retrograde process. You should think of it as an opportunity to redo all the stuff. And after talking to them, they started to do that. Just the simple gesture of literally just leaving the house, because that was an issue for them. Mm. It's transformative. And yeah, it's tools, not rules. I think if you treat it like rules, then it's basically like, you're locking yourself into something that um, is not the point. Kind mm. of track a little bit. That's such a larger conversation, but yeah, of yeah. course, no. Cool but I, uh, I think that that's really good for you to even say that because a lot of times I feel like you know in the spiritual community, it's uh, some people are either or, and it's just so much gray area, and there's just so much that you know every person's path is different. And I try to bring that on the show, like everyone's spiritual path is so different. Everybody's life purpose and the way they navigate through this human experience is going to be different. So don't look to someone else or, you know, take what resonates in your spirit, takes what's good for you and you utilize that as a tool for your life. Yes. Yes. One. Good person. (laughs) 
From the bottom of the ocean to the top. <laughs> yes. And we're gonna we're I'm gonna have you back on the show because we gotta talk to bottom of the sea because I don't even know where that came from. So that was like something that needed to be touched on. But I know that uh we've got to wrap the show up. But uh I want you to give your Instagram and your website again. Okay. How they can contact you. Yes. Yeah, so my website is www.astroscheduler.com. I have an Instagram, which is essentially the same word, just Astro Scheduler. And you can also find me at, um, at, little at sign, Whit Forrester. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Whit. Thank you for being on my show. I love talking to you. And yes, happy to talk in the future. Um, drop me a line anytime. Okay, thanks. Bye. All right, thank you, Whit, for that amazing interview. Thank you so much. I can tell I was excited. I was just laughing and giggling like a kid in a candy store. I just love astrology. This is so fascinating to me. And I love learning new things. That's going to help me evolve into the next. That's what it's all about, right, as we on this journey. I um, want to also remind you guys to make sure that you write a review um, wherever you listen to the podcast, along with uh, supporting my GoFundMe, I am opening up a healing center in Louisiana. So go to, you know, you can go to GoFundMe and search Soul Coach Spiritual Center and it'll pop right up and you'll see my picture. Um, along with going to my website, if you are ready to book any sessions, um, I have opened that back up again. I close them down when I get like energetically overwhelmed and then when I'm ready to do readings and and things like that I open them back up so they're back up go to my website www.thesoulcoach.org thank you so much this is April aka the soul coach thank you for listening to soul coach the podcast